0: Congratulations, guys, you're almost there. We hear people saying that all the time. Because a lot of people don't know about the CDT, even while they're hiking on it. And you know, we'll be hiking up a hill and someone will be coming down. So you're almost there, and we're like, oh, you have no idea. But now it's it's really true.
1: Welcome back to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek. I am your host, Zach Badger Davis. Today brings us to our hikers last week on trail. Here we asked our hikers to reflect on their journey overall. Although this isn't technically a wildcard episode, we gave our correspondents free reign to focus in on whatever they felt most passionate about in the process of looking back on their journeys. You'll hear some disbelief, you'll hear some excitement, you'll hear some somber thoughts. This one runs the full spectrum and appropriately so. Enjoy.
2: Hey, this is Trash Panda coming at you from Cherokee and Uchiland. Um, So to be perfectly candid, I already summited. Um, the last week on trail, uh, has been a whirlwind. We ended up hiking from Hot Springs with uh, a really great little tramley. Uh, shout out Lazy Sobos. And we were pushing about, I think we averaged like 22 miles a day. Um, that's including like the smokies and everything for the last 10 days. And then like we pushed a 30 or 31 or something like that yesterday. Um, so honestly, I just, I didn't have time to record this last week on trail episode um, because I was constantly around my trail family and not all of them like really want to be recorded and I fully respect that, um, but it was just difficult to, you know, find a good time to record a last week on trail episode, but um, I had a really good time. We went into Gatlinburg because one of one of our trail family members just has so many connections in uh, the area. So she was able to get us a house in Gatlinburg with a hot tub, um, and then a few nights ago. Uh, it was supposed to be a sunny day, but then it just started raining. Well, first it started sleeting, and then it started raining. Um, and then the temperature dropped into the 30s. And this this Trail Angel Fresh Grounds, you guys might have heard of him. Um, he pulled us out of the rain. He gave us food. And then he got us a cabin to stay in uh, so that we didn't, you know, get hypothermia. <laughs> um, and... That's where we spent like the second to last night on trail. Uh, And I've just been overwhelmed with how nice everyone's been on trail and how far everyone's willing to go for one another. Um, That's, I think that's probably been my biggest takeaway out here. Uh, it's, It's really an amazing community. But yeah, I'm sorry I didn't really get a last week on trail episode um but them's the break sometimes you just gotta live in the moment um but yeah this is trash panda signing out have a good one bye
3: This is Be Positive. Um, I am currently in Julian. We arrived here last night. Um, after doing about 24 miles, we passed the 100 mile mark and the 80 mile mark yesterday and got picked up by Push, an awesome lady who is was going Sobo and then got injured and decided to come and trailing to all of us Sobo's at the finish which has been an amazing blessing to like have some cool drinks at the end of a long day or whatever, whenever we meet up with her. um, Feel really spoiled having her (laughs) driving us around and stuff like that to our resupply spots. We're gonna go get our pie this morning and do our resupply and then do just like seven miles out today doing a Nero. And then we only have four days left. And I'm feeling really sad right now. I don't want to say goodbye to my trail family. I really don't want to say goodbye to the trail. I love the trail. Um, this journey for me has been a long one. I started the end of May, so I've been on the trail longer than most people. Um, you know, MA. And I and my sister and two other ladies started in Northern California and we did 400 miles there. Um, Got to experience that part of the trail, which most Sobos didn't get to because of the forest closures. And that was amazing. That was kind of a highlight um, of my trip because uh, we got to see things that other hikers didn't. Got to call out a fire. That was like a highlight of my trip. uh, my friend Hannah and I saw a fire in the distance, and so we called 911 and got it put out and all of that. And that was that was pretty rad. And then, um, uh, and then we flipped up to Washington and went down from there. Um, some of the low points of my trip has been all around people. It's been saying goodbye to people, which is what I'm facing right now. So. I said goodbye to M8 and to my sister, Snowcone and to the other ladies in Washington, like partway through Washington, and that took me a couple days of grieving. I, I went out by myself. I knew some other people that were going out on the trail, but I just needed some alone time to process all of that, and then... Um, met up with a trail family and, and traveled with them uh, the rest of the way through Oregon until that closure. and then that goodbye was even harder because um, you know we were all hanging out at Crater Lake. We had like 30 sobos there and then we took off and, and the assumption is, oh, I'm gonna see you down the trail. I'm gonna see you again. like we still have a long journey together. We all have to get over this fire closure of Northern California, but you know we'll see each other on the other side. But that didn't work out because as we were heading up to Sonora Pass to get dropped off, uh, we found out that all the National forests had closed and all of a sudden the reality of everybody's heading out to different other trails like the Colorado Trail and the AZT and um, just trying to find some other place to hike. But we didn't have a chance to say goodbye to each other. So there was no closure at all. And I was like, wait, I like those people. I was planning on hiking with those people. What's going on here? Um I think that was the hardest part of this year. Um in in some ways it was cool because Emma and I got to do this cool um backpacking trip where we went to Glacier and Sawtooth and the Tetons and to um Wind River Range and got to check out all these other trails, but I really honestly missed all these friends that I had made on the trail. So that really sucked. And then like a highlight is that, you know, a group of us got back on together and we're finishing together. Oh, it's been quite a journey. And yeah, this next four days are gonna be interesting. Like the processing that's gonna go on. Um I'm watching different people in my current trail family, uh, with Yoda and Bear hug and and um, Cookie Chris is what we're calling Chris right now. <laughs> um, uh, watching people start processing life off trail and where they're going next, all those little details. Um, yeah, just feeling really sad right now. <laughs> And I guess that's where I'm gonna end this, just on a very sad note, and I'm sorry, but that's kind of where it's at right now.
4: What's up, The Trek? My name is Cal, trail name Starburst, pronouns they, them.
5: And my name is Sean, trail name Marathon, pronouns are he, him.
4: And we are exactly one week from finishing our southbound through hike of the Continental Divide Trail. We are walking down a little sandy road. If you can hear that, we'll just listen. Little bit of trail ASMR to get us into a calm and peaceful mental state for beginning this process of reflection on our through hike. I'm choosing to record this episode a little differently than I've done my other episodes because I'm going to record a little bit for this each day of the seven days of our last week on trail. And I want to start by sharing some highs and lows of this hike overall that I've been reflecting on with my partner. Um, If you didn't know, I'm a teacher and there's an activity I love doing with my students to inspire reflection and it's called rosebud thorn. The rose is something in a certain period of time that is really good that happened. The thorn is something that is not so great possibly challenging that happened. And the bud is something that you're growing in or that you're excited about or inspired for the future. Okay, we are officially less than a week away from completing our through hike. And we're going to start by reflecting on our thorns first because we're both having a really annoying day. But I like to see the thorn not as something bad that happened, but rather as the challenges that forced us to find creative solutions and that um, inspired growth. And in a way, I feel like the thorns of a thru-hike are are the most important part of the reflection process because that's where you assess what challenged you the most. And given that we're about to cross the border, I would say things that we successfully overcame. So my hiking partner and I are going to rapid fire, go back and forth of uh, a list of the thorns of this hike. Do you want to go first?
5: Sure. Yeah. Then the first one, Complex travel logistics and permit logistics for the CDT.
4: And I would say the logistics of the trail itself for Thorn, being super far away from towns, having uh, really difficult hitches into towns. Mm
5: -hmm. Dealing with reroutes from fires pretty early on. That was definitely a challenge.
4: And then later on, having to reroute for different kinds of weather, such as blizzards, snow in the San Juans.
5: Mm-hmm. Dry sections where there's very little water and long water carries.
4: Yeah, along that line, all of the weather extremes from drought and extreme heat to sub freezing temperatures, like way below zero with wind chill very unpleasant
5: <laughs> uh, gear issues popped sleeping pads trouble with the stoves losing things <laughs> and having to get creative
4: mm-hmm. yeah and other than like the external complications having like internal complications such as injuries um, like struggling with like mental health issues on trail especially with lack of access to um, like friends and family mm-hmm. to talk to
5: mm-hmm, yeah, limited this even the towns that are there, limited services in the towns, limited food options.
4: Yeah, and along those lines, for particularly me, but both of us, having dietary restrictions on trail was a huge thorn. and then consequently having to like just accept poor food choices mm-hmm. and then just feeling sick all the time.
5: Yeah, dealing with some injuries. Nothing major, but little things that build up over time. Fatigue.
4: Yeah. And part of why we're starting with thorns is that you're experiencing like an illness.
5: illness. Yeah, so... Got something on antibiotics and trying to deal with something. They don't really know what it is, but definitely making everything more difficult than it needs to be.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And like, this is the time in our through hike when we're supposed to feel like our strongest, like machines, just like Mm -hmm. finishing strong. And here you are like having this horrible, undiagnosable illness. And then I'm like on my period. So having a person, just like being a person that has a period on trail (laughs) kind of sucks.
5: Dealing with the snow, with getting caught in blizzards and having to reroute from that, being wet and cold.
4: <laughs> and on top of that, there's a reason why this is the hardest, one of the hardest trails in the country. The trail itself, I sometimes it's unfinished, so it goes along really dangerous highways with no shoulder, or it just completely disappears and you're bushwhacking. On this trail, other than the weather we mentioned, um, we've hiked peaks over 14,000 feet and we've like dropped down to close to sea level too. So those were our thorns, and today we want to talk about our roses, um, which are the best parts of hiking this trail and this entire experience. We are four days away from the end of our CDT-through hike, and you'll notice we didn't record anything yesterday. Um, That's because we were both having a really physically, mentally, and emotionally challenging day. And that may sound like a thorn, but the rose is that I um, was really transparent about that and vulnerable about how I was feeling and why on my social media platform, um, texting certain people in my support network and I got, in response to that vulnerability, a, an overwhelmingly positive, encouraging um, response from strangers on the internet. I didn't even know were listening, um, people supporting us and cheering us on um, and reminding us that it's okay to be vulnerable and that that is a strength and not a weakness. So my rose of this entire hike is being Um, an inspiration to people who come along this journey with us. I hope perhaps if you're listening to this, you include yourself in that community of people um, being... a role model for my students who have been tuning in um, and especially being um, an example for other queer and trans people in the outdoors um, and being someone who is actively working to make these spaces more inclusive, more uh, welcoming and loving uh, than they were before. That all of that means the world to me and to have um, people express that to me in such a like an articulate, direct, tangible way in our last couple days on trail has made me feel like all of this, all of the thorns were absolutely worth the rose. And I think this kind of relates um, to what you were going to say your Mm -hmm. rose is.
5: Yeah, this really has been such a journey. And I think for me, the rose really has been what I've been able to take away from some of the challenges that we've had, the, the moments that really felt things that felt insurmountable, either mentally or physically, am um, just not sure how we're gonna get through it. But working through those difficult things, being creative, and surviving it really um, has kind of taught me and shown me that there is, you know, there is a lot more strength there and capability to tackle some things that in my own personal life. Um, that I think I've been kind of neglecting or maybe running from a little bit out of fear. Um, And, you know, part of that really is about being vulnerable and um, you know, being open to that and viewing it as a strength and not as a weakness. Um, So I'm, I'm really looking forward to taking some of that, taking these lessons, applying them to life off trail um, and specifically Um, looking at ways that I can do better and improve some of my interpersonal relationships with family, friends, partners, um, and, uh, something that I've been kind of resistant, hesitant to, but I think is something that, you know, everybody should really explore and look into is, is seeking some professional mental help and really taking care of your, your mind as well as your body. Um, that's something that is, uh, through the experiences we've had on this trail, looking forward to taking that forward in the future. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So I think you could say that is also your bud because the bud in rosebud thorn is something that you're taking with you into the future that you want to cultivate in your own life and nourish. So Mm -hmm. this is your rose, but now the rose is blooming and it's not full bloom yet, but it's also still growing, right?
5: Absolutely. Something to keep nourishing and keep growing over time. Definitely.
4: We are officially a day and a half away from the Southern Terminus. And today we're going to talk about our buds, which are usually something that's In bloom, like a bud, like something you're growing in. Uh, But we kind of already talked about that, and we're really just excited for the end and excited uh, for the future and the fun stuff. So, the bud can also be something you're looking forward to. So, we're gonna go back and forth with what we're looking forward to most. I will start. I am most looking forward to playing with my dogs, and I am speaking for the dogs that they're uh, excited to not be walking. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing some games and relaxing with, uh, with my brother and with family and friends.
4: I'm really excited as well to spend time with family, especially my mom, who has been trying really hard to not make me feel guilty by telling me how much she misses me. But the truth is, I miss her more.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to spending the holidays with families and, and uh, you know celebrating some of the things that we might have missed throughout the year.
4: Yeah, and along those lines, looking forward to really yummy food. I'm particularly looking forward to vegetables uh, and really just perishable things Mm -hmm. that we didn't have access to on trail. Yeah,
5: and just unlimited water and drinks. Kind of just being able to have whatever we want.
4: (laughs) Yeah. um, We're both runners, so we're looking forward to going for runs with no pack, um, being able to do the mileage we do every day out here in a couple of hours Mm. running it, and being able to shower after our runs, Mm, for sure.
5: Getting to sleep in a bed and sleep in a little bit late, not waking up with the, with the sun. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm also really excited to read more for leisure and write. And I'm excited to write about this trip and reflect more on this trip um, through my writing.
5: Yeah, definitely looking to reflect back on this trip and then also look tour look towards the future for some future trips future things planned we'll be heading out to uh south carolina shortly after thanksgiving to uh establish the my plan to go out and establish the fkt on the palmetto trail and you'll be joining me
4: yeah i'm excited to drive and not walk uh drive out (laughs) to south carolina have a little road trip um and support him in his fkt account attempt yeah All right, that was Rosebud Thorn Reflections over the entire last week on trail for us. This is Starburst. And Marathon. Signing off.
0: Howdy, this is Rooster on the CDT. And uh, it is my last week on trail. Uh, In fact, today is my last full day on trail. Uh, We just hiked out of Lordsburg a few days ago. uh, And it's just insane to believe that we did our last resupply already and that we are uh, so close to completion. It's funny. uh, Woodchuck and I were talking the other day about how, at the beginning of a through hike, it takes a while before you can convince yourself that you're actually out there doing it you know the first week people ask you oh are you through hiking and you're like oh well you know uh i'm trying to uh and here we are walking into the last week and it's just kind of unbelievable that uh we're coming to the end um right now i think i'm about 30 miles uh from the border and we're about 10 miles into a 30 mile day and uh we're gonna be done tomorrow morning um it's funny uh i think it really sinking in just happened in this last stretch when uh we were walking down a dirt road kind of in the middle what feels like the middle of nowhere Uh, in the desert of new mexico and uh some people who are wrangling up cows uh drove by on this dirt road and one of the women stopped and she rolled her window down and was like oh congratulations guys you're almost there and we hear people saying that all the time because a lot of people don't know about the cdt even while they're hiking on it and you know we'll be hiking up a hill and someone will be coming down so you're almost there and we're like oh you have no idea but now it's, it's really true. Uh, just a few days left. We, uh, I'm really happy with our hike. Um, we went against what we've done on our past trails where we called ourselves the heroes of the zeros. And we really saved most of our days off for the end. And because of that, we were able to get through Colorado, with only one day of snow, August 20th, in the appropriately named Never Summer Wilderness, we got a snowstorm on my sister's birthday. It was very strange, you know, We, when we were kids, we used to uh, go to the beach on her birthday, August 20th, and uh, this year we woke up and sent her a video from, uh, you know, the top of a mountain, absolutely covered in snow. And that's really the worst that we got. Um, we got through the San Juan high and low route um, without much bad weather. We had a lot of wind when we went through the low route, and that was actually one of the most challenging uh, days we had on trail. And it was because of the wind, which is not really an element of weather I often think about when I'm thinking about something, you know, disrupting a trip. Um, New Mexico was not what we expected. Um, We kind of had the idea that we were going to be going down into a desert almost right away and and be in desert conditions for a good chunk of it, the same way that we were in uh, California, you know, on the PCT almost... Or maybe even a little more than the first seven hundred miles is all desert hiking, but uh I feel like we only really got to the desert here in uh between these last two towns uh walking out of silver City, I think it was we is when we really uh first hit it, and now we're in you know what feels like full blown desert in New Mexico. Um something else I wasn't expecting was uh water being so easy here. I mean we are now out here long enough that you know we're pretty strong, so carrying a lot of water isn't a very big deal. Uh but I haven't used my filter in maybe two and a half weeks. I think I've used it once, uh just because there's been so many water caches out here something I wasn't expecting was the bushwhacks in the desert being as difficult as they are uh you can see for miles but uh uh, Chuck and I hike in sandals which are really great for hiking but really not the best thing for bushwhacking and uh I have one brand new pair of darn tufts that I think I ruined already uh just so full of seeds and thorns and Little sticks I couldn't pick out in our last hotel room, but uh, what a wild ride! We've had a ton of surprises, um, faced a lot of challenges. We've kept our head high and uh, you know pushed through the whole time, and and I'm lucky to have a very good hiking partner. Uh, And I think that is a big part of the reason that, you know, this trip has been so smooth for us is because we've had that support system the whole time. Uh, So I got to thank Woodchuck on that one. But, uh, man, almost there. Um, That's all I got for now, but I'll be recording again from the Terminus tomorrow morning. Can't believe it.
6: Hey, everyone. This is Link checking in from the Continental Divide Trail. I just walked away from Lordsburg, New Mexico, which is the last town of the CDT for me. And I have about four days left. I made some post-trail plans, and I planned a shuttle, and things are a little bit, um, yeah, my my finish date could be a, a couple days earlier, but I have to stretch out this last little bit um, to align with some post-trail plans, and so I have about four-ish days until I finish, and I'm actually really grateful that I have have some time to take it easy to take some time to reflect and really just think about the journey. But, you know, it's the last week, last week on the trail. And as I reflect on the past, really like seven, eight months, you know, and specifically on the CDT, you know, some, some of my highlights, you know, just like the wind river range was a huge highlight. The grand Tetons were a huge highlight. Um, Northern New Mexico was amazing and yeah, that was awesome. And just, you know, highlights of the year, like finishing the Appalachian Trail and, and actually making it happen to move over to the CDT and making it through the transition. And, um, yeah, I mean, just so many things that I just have like I need to reflect upon. And I'd say probably the biggest low low point of the trip was when my partner left the trail and most most of the way through Colorado and just like a sad sad moment and yeah i mean it's just what it is it's just a it's such a it's just a part of the adventure and you know as I, as i've been walking the last couple of days i really kind of realized like My partner and I really have had like a really big last 16, 18 months of our lives, you know, before I was a trail correspondent for the CDT, most of you know, I walked the Appalachian Trail earlier this year. But before that, like last summer we walked the Wind River High Route, the Colorado Trail and the Hayduke Trail together and then we took the winter off and then we did the Appalachian Trail and now I'm doing the Continental Divide Trail. And so It really feels like I'm walking to the end of just this year and a half almost of my life that has just been like really focused on, in essence, myself and growing and changing and taking all the stuff that happened in my life before I started walking however many months ago and really just... Working through that, and just like, you know, what we've been saying out here, like my partner and I, like walking it off. I've just been out here walking it off. And it really feels like, as a step off the last like paved road, probably onto this little dirt trail that I just stopped to record this on, that, you know, I'm, I'm walking into something new in my life. Like, and it's hard to explain, you know, how how I'm changed or how I'm different, but it just feels like I'm walking, I'm walking into something new. Like I spent the time in my life to do something that I am passionate about for myself, which I think is really important. And I needed to do that at this point in my life, in my early thirties, I needed to just take a pause, and take some time for myself and just do something that I felt like was epic. And that was this trail and that was these trails and those trails last summer. And I'm really grateful that I had that time. And yeah, I think I needed it. I think I needed it more than I, more than I realized I did. And so, yeah, after all these tangents, you know, I mean, I'm just getting really close to the end and, um, it's sad that my partner's not here, and it's also so full of, like, celebratory stuff, you know? I'm, I'm just excited to be down. I'm excited to be inside some more in my life. I'm excited to not dig a hole, to poop all the time, and yeah, it's really, like, feels surreal in some ways, and I feel like I worked really hard um through northern New Mexico and Colorado one of once I went solo just to kind of race the winter and get out of the the high mountains and the cold and now it's just like a cruise to the finish and I think that's a really special thing to kind of slow down at the end I think my body will appreciate the to like less physical exertion that it will get and a little bit more rest and sleep. And I think my mind will appreciate the the time I have to just sit and think and reflect about the, the journey that I had and the things that happened. And the journey that I'm walking into post-trail, um, which I got a job that I'm headed to a couple weeks after the I finish and just kind of like the transition back into – another type of life, um, for myself. And yeah, I mean, dang, I can't believe I made it this far. I have my i around like, holy, holy shit. I just did the Appalachian trail and the Condo Divide trail in a year. And for me, that is a huge accomplishment. And, um, yeah, whatever it is, I needed to just get out and just kind of like walk off I feel like I've done it and you know I'm sure as I reflect more and more on days, weeks, months, years past this this year or this year and a half it will become apparent of like why the universe sent me to do this essentially quest and so here I am I'm gonna keep questing through the desert to the end and the next time you hear from me I'll be done. So thanks, y'all. I'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye.
1: And that's it for today's show. We are getting dangerously close to the end of this third season with just two episodes left. Our next episode will feature our hikers from the finish line, the end of their hikes. If you're enjoying the show, we would be very grateful for a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which recently added ratings to their mobile app. This goes a long ways to letting others know about the show. You can ensure you don't miss future episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform. The season's episodes are edited by David Zitney, who can be found at dzitneyaudio on Instagram. Okay, that's it for today's show. Until next time, thanks so much for listening and happy hiking. Bye.